0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Can't Stop Talking About Wrestling Podcast. I'm Hector, and I'm here with Raymond and Mark.
1: Another great week with Hector and Mark.
0: I agree. (laughs) I I agree. It is confirmed. Very
1: simple,
0: you know. Uh, So, okay. So, we're going to change this episode up a little. Well, right now, there's nothing really to talk about besides wrestling. Let's talk about the F word. Also known as... Yeah. Also known as fake. So get your minds out of the gutter. <laughs> the fake word. I um. This word usually starts fights. With like the diehard wrestling fans. And I guess... It, it gets me upset if I hear it... Coming from someone that's not a wrestling fan. Like a good example of my sister. She loves to say fake. And it bothers me because... I know definitely from her. It's coming from a place where there's no respect for the, for the sport or for the, the the guys giving their all and putting their bodies on the line and so on and so on. Because it's not an easy sport. They're, they're just acting. They're just acting. It's not. It's not like a, a bodybuilder who picks up four hundred and fifty pounds. Is like I'm gonna become a wrestler and and do it. This is not 1980. There's a, there's a talent there, and you have to put your body on the line. If you get to see some of these talents walking down the street, or at airports, or hotels, or wherever you see them at, half of them are limping. Um, if you hear the stories, they, they don't feel their fingers, and there's, there's a lot on the line for you for someone just to say, "Oh, it's fake," and and, that, and that's it, and brush it off. So I get offended sometimes, or most of the time, when I hear someone say, it. like if. Raymond or Mark would say, oh, that match looks so fake. It's different because I know they understand the business. And there's a little respect there. But for someone that doesn't watch wrestling, or like I would talk to um, Raymond before, someone that their last wrestling match was Hulk Hogan versus Mr. Wonderful at Saturday Night Main Event. That was the last match you saw. And you still call wrestling fake. You need to wake up and at least watch something recent before you talk like that. But it's it is freedom of speech i guess and that was a lot but coming from me but um all right you guys it. <laughs> let show you how personal i take it but
1: yeah so i remember like being a kid um honestly before i knew it was fake um and my aunt my she lived next door to me with my cousins and her husband and she comes in and she's like you know it's fake right and I swear, I got so emotional over it. Like, I went, I was mad. I'm like, it's not fake. I can't say it's fake. But um, hearing it today, I mean, kind of like what you said with uh, having people that don't know about it say it's fake it does bother me. Uh, would I fight you over it? No. But there's a lot of uh, athletics that go into WWE and just wrestling in general. And these guys put themselves out there. Remember draws from years ago? Uh, landed the wrong way and is paralyzed. Um, so it is 100% real. It's just given this, you need to respect that, you know, it is something that is predetermined, but it is something that also has a lot of athletics in it.
2: Got it. Mark? Yeah, the F word, the F word, the F word. And not the good F word either. <laughs> um, you know, it does annoy when people use the word. I mean, usually it's because people are misinformed. Right. Especially a lot of people that don't haven't really ever watched wrestling or watched, you know, whether it's back in the day when you'd see, uh, for example, Damian Demento take on Coco Beware. I mean, you really weren't <laughs> getting, uh, you know, actual wrestling. There are a lot of uh, hocus pocus, a lot of random garbage, you know, but, and especially nowadays, certain guys, especially when you see some of the flippy crap that we see nowadays, you know, a guy doing 75 flips getting hit with some crazy move and gets out at the count of one and he just jumps up and it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand why some people would just throw, throw the F word out. At the end of the day, it's entertainment. Yes. Um, you know, the bumps they take, I mean, as I, I've taken a bump once in my life, just going on my back and I absolutely couldn't stand it because I was in pain right away. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm also not exactly the strongest nor, you know, any type of actual actual physical shape. So let's put that in, out there in the uh, in the universe there. But you know there is so much more that goes into it. again it is a scripted show. At the end of the day it is scripted. Yes. Predetermined. Once in a blue things do go off the rails and people go into business for themselves which usually sometimes are the most entertaining uh, matches Sean versus Brett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 Sean versus Brett. Let's well, do nice call back to that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, <laughs> that was, that's a bug. When I was five years old. It still bugs me. Uh, I was a big Brett fan. Then when he went to WCW, that was. But anyway, um, I said, <laughs> that's another quote for another day. I can just ramble up Brett Art for about an hour about how great he is. But yeah, you know, again, it's, it's a male soap opera. I, 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 that's the way I always describe it, like introducing my, my girlfriend to it, for example. Her perfect way to go about this. So she had watched very little back during like the DX days. Generation X, a Ministry of Darkness. Like she knows about know, the Undertaker. She knows those type of people, but okay. hadn't watched in over 20 years. So recently getting her into it again, having to explain things. And, you know, like the, like I mentioned in the previous podcast though, with Dragunov and Dijak, she was so into that because it looked, let's use the word real. Let's call it real. It looked real because these guys put out a good match. They put out a good entertainment spectacle. The yep. guys weren't just getting hit with a move and just flipping off and doing. You know a 980 or whatever the heck the, I don't know the rotations anymore I wasn't good at math in school so bear with me but you know yeah it's just a matter of understanding like yeah it's entertainment it's scripted but these guys when they get hurt they do get hurt sometimes you see some of these chops there those are not painless those do hurt
1: yep. you
2: know and just like every you watch a movie you watch a TV show those aren't real those are scripted what makes a difference yeah, it's like the you
0: know, o- It's like the OJR quote when he says um when someone falls off a 20 foot ladder. Oh, he 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 trained for that. No, there's no training for falling off a ladder. But that that's more violence than than wrestling. But yeah.
2: Right, but it's still part of the whole entertainment landscape at the end of what pro wrestling is. Right. You know, pro wrestling, like, you know, obviously college wrestling, mat wrestling, though that's completely different than pro wrestling, which some people also don't kind of understand when you try to explain the difference between the two. You know, collegiate wrestling. You know, trying to get somebody down for a pin, whatever. It's totally different now. Granted, you do see guys like Kurt Angle, um, even like the Dolph Ziggler type, whatever, that have that, that wrestling background. Where you do see, Ch- you know, Chad Gable. You see this kind of in-ring work incorporated in their matches. Um, but you know, all these little nooks and crannies that are in these matches, and it, you know, these guys get hurt. Yeah. So the the word "fake" is in not the proper word to use. If something fake is something that's not, you know, like for example, you go to a store and you're getting your girl a Louis Vuitton bag, and you end up getting her a uh, Louis Vuitton bag instead, and not realizing <laughs> you made the difference. That's fake, and you know what? You're probably sleeping on the couch. <laughs> so, big difference between fake and scripted.
0: Yeah. Let's, for example, let's talk about um the famous leg drop from Hulk Hogan. He says it every time he he say um he he talks about it. If he had a chance to go back in time, he would change his finisher because doing that fake move, he had to get, I believe, two hip replacements because all the pressure of banging himself. And everyone thinks that who are not wrestling fans or stayed after a show and watched him take down the ring, non-wrestling fans think there's like a big pillow or cushion. Like a bouncy spring or something under that ring, and they're so, so soft. And when it, it, they fall on it, its cushion and about no, it's plywood and maybe a half an inch cushion, but it's all plywood. That's where you get the nice sound effects and all of that. So get that out of your head if you think they're falling on some nice cushion, pillow, mattress, or whatever you think. Look at Randy Orton right now, exactly. Randy
2: Orton, RKOs. I mean, he's not even wrestling yet.
0: No, that's that's one of the rumors that's out there. Um, I don't know. Are we done with this F word?
1: I, I think we could get the F out. <laughs> good. good.
0: Uh, um, there we go. One more thing, though. Like what Mark was saying, it just popped in my head. Wrestling has changed a lot because I said if you watch wrestling in the eighties and everything, like the Hulk Hogan time, the Warriors, some of the movies they were like, oh my god, whatever. But now, if you watch it now. So there's still some matches like that. You're like, oh my god, what what is going on? Please get off TV. Change the camera. Camera three, take over. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but some of them, like I was um, I had wrestling on here at at the gym, and one of, one of my clients was watching it. It was um, Ripley versus Selena Rega. and I don't know what it backlash? was. Yeah, I I don't know what happened on on the screen because I wasn't looking, and she was like, I thought this was fake. And I was like, "What are you talking about?" She was like, "She really hit her. There's no way you could fake that." And I was like, "I was like, yes, yeah, fake. They have to make it look as real as possible." But yeah, summary, it it looks crazy. And she, the girl who supposedly doesn't like wrestling was stuck, and like it was time for me to change it. So we had to start our training. And she, no, she wanted to finish watching the match because she got hooked. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you give it a chance, I'm not trying to make turn people into wrestling fans. I'm just saying, like. Sure, you're not. Don't just jump right into it. And be like, it's <laughs> fake. It's fake. That bothers me. Like, give it some respect, or or don't talk about it. And and that's that's more than what's going on in this world besides wrestling. People just start judging things right away. But we're not going to talk about that because we only talk about wrestling. But um, yeah, I think we're done with the F word unless anybody wants to add
1: something to that. The only thing I'm going to add is that it shows you the work of Rhea Ripley and of course Vega. <laughs> because um, I'm saying, come on. Rhea Ripley's been awesome, and Vega obviously had a great match with Ripley, but yeah, mommy's number one. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> We're moving on.
0: Uh, Mark, you done with that Hello. No?
2: Honey, I mean, I'll just throw one little tiny little piece. Like, it, the performer is what makes the match. You know, at the end of the day, the best in the world can make, you know, any match look great. I mean, look at Gunther. Gunther could have a match with a broomstick and make it look like the greatest thing ever. Yep. It's some people we'll just have that talent. I and mean, when you see a Gunther match, those chops, those weird maneuvers that he will slide on his pole, they look as real as it can be. It all pulls on the performer, not just, not just the person watching. Because as you could have the person watching, like, oh, this is what's cool. And then you have, you know, Joe Schmo versus Joe Schmo, and they don't know what they're doing. And it's like, yeah, that looks fake because he missed them by 50 feet.
1: Yeah.
0: I would say – Let me
2: ask you guys. Yep. I'm sorry.
1: Go ahead.
0: No, no. go. Go.
2: Yeah, I was just going to
1: say, yeah. your opinion, because I don't know if you remember this uh, video on Facebook where it was this guy wrestling a blow-up doll. There's, so a, there's a few my of those. Question to, huh?
0: There's a few of those. We're, we're, we're talking yeah. about wrestling, right? Like professional wrestling? Yeah,
1: he was like in a like wrestling ring. Well, he c- was actually in a wrestling ring, and people were cheering. And
0: Kenny, Kenny Omega has done watched that. watched that. So I don't know. I
1: don't know who it was, yeah. but I was a state tester. So do you like when they do stuff like that? I mean, yeah, it was for probably a small crowd. But someone recorded it and shows it. And it shows, like, you know, how the person, even though he's wrestling with a blow-up doll, he can have a, a good match. But then it also kind of shows, like, you know, because like, the, the person was kicking you know, I guess he was uh, getting pinned by the blow-up doll, and he was getting kicked out. And I, was, I, I didn't like that one too much. I, I think that was kind of fit best of I life.
0: I honestly don't think that should be done in public. I understand it, and I'm sure other people do
2: done, shouldn't
0: be done in private either. No, I well, you, you alone, you, you, you alone, you, you alone in your bedroom with a blow up doll. No, you shouldn't. I'm talking about like it, it could be done as a, a lesson in, in a wrestling school At, in the performance sense of like, look, I'm gonna have this great match for 15 minutes with a blow up doll and show you guys that how entertaining it could be. And it, that could be taught as a lesson to do it in a crowd that maybe only. Maybe 25% of the people are going to understand what you're doing. Because I'm pretty sure no matter if I take somebody with me to an event like that, and that happens, they're going to be like, what the hell is this? They're not going to get it. I'm going to have to explain it to them. And they're going to be like, this is stupid. This is fake. What am I watching? So not everyone's going to get it. Some people are going to be like, oh, that was great. That was funny. That was cool. He's talented. But like Ric Flair can say a hundred times, I... he takes off his jacket and throws it on the floor and drops the elbow. It's a great fucking elbow compared to what people are actually doing on the opponent. So, yeah, I just don't think everyone's going to get it. So it shouldn't be done for everyone to see because you just – I don't know. But, yeah, that that's just my opinion.
2: But it's a I great – I never understood the whole elbow drop on the jacket thing. I mean it's still more entertaining than three-quarters of stuff we see in AEW anyway. Today, exactly. But. Okay. <laughs>
0: See, you bring back AEW, and then if I start talking about CM Punk, don't get upset. Wait, holy
2: crap. How many minutes are we we 10 minutes and you didn't mention CM Punk once. Exactly. Be
0: no, it, no, exactly. It, it was 14 minutes. It was 14 minutes without me talking about Phil. And you brought up AEW, and my brain just clicks. Like, CM Punk needs to save AEW. But damn it. Oh my God. Whatever. <laughs> Speaking about CM Punk, let's go to a new topic. <laughs> Um, I saw on Facebook, Mania Club, they asked everybody that follows them, who is the nicest wrestler you met? So let's talk about that, since we talked about CM Punk. Who is the nicest wrestler you met? I'm going to basically put my age out there. I've been meeting wrestlers since 1988. So since
2: 1988...
0: Since 1988 till now, I've been meeting wrestlers. The first wrestler I've met was Warrior. Till now. I can't remember who the last wrestler I met. I can't remember the last one I met right now. But yeah, I've met. I've been lucky to meet Warriors and Hogan's and Cena's and Bray Wyatt's and Roman's. All all of them. The only one I, I can say I never met was Macho Man. It's a shame I haven't. But um... I've met so many, and I have a list of the nicest wrestlers I've met from Cena, uh, Roman, Bray Wyatt. And the reason I picked these three guys is because the time they take. And I'm talking about no matter where you meet them at, if you paid $500 for a meet and greet, or if you, it was free and you met them at an the airport, there's the time they give you, the, the questions they ask you, they, they talk to you. Just the time that they they give you out of their time means a lot. Uh, A few years ago, I used to go meet wrestlers with my son. They would stop to talk to my son and ask him questions about school, which there's no time for that, especially if there's a line for a meet and greet. But they were interested in the kid and talking to the kid and all of that. So stuff like that stands out. So, yeah, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, and John Cena. I know those are big, giant names. But I would have to say those are probably, from the many people, wrestlers I've met, those three definitely stand out. And I could go into more details of why. But I do have great people to talk to, so I'm going to let you guys talk. Raymond.
1: Well, you already know my number, my number one is Rhea Ripley. Um, I swear, America's sweetheart, or okay. technically Australia's I, I, sweetheart.
0: I, 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 I got to cut you off there, Raymond. Because, Raymond, I've known you for a while, for a long time from yes, White, like we talked about White Stone movie data from episode 1. But um it, do you say Rhea because you have a crush on her or is it is because she's really nice? Cuz I I that that is that is one I I've never met in person. Right? if I'm correct. Yeah, I've never met Rhea. But I know you since like like I said I've known you for a long time. You're a huge Undertaker fan. You yes. you will bend over backwards to meet Undertaker or get a crazy exclusive item of the Undertaker. And for you, that's not your top of the list, it's saying a lot. So, yeah. It is, sir. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, Rhea, the few times I met her, like I, very humble, which a lot of the wrestlers, you know, that they're not, sometimes they get egot about themselves, which is fine. But with her, I never experienced an ego. She, like he said, she takes her time. Um, when I did some artwork and I presented it to her at a house show, uh, she did a video for my mom, took a picture with me. Uh, when I went to, uh, LA recently and I was talking with her, she stopped and talked with me maybe cause I was one of the last two on the line, but she actually took that time extra and we spoke. Uh, so my experience with her has always been great. Undertaker, uh, each time I met him, he was in character. So, and, you know, there's always that rush moment where it's like, hey, how are you? Hey, and keep it moving. Um, So that's why, like, Undertaker is, you know, like my favorite person to me in the world. Of course, it's Undertaker. But to have those, you know, moments, I never really had that moment with him. Uh, And not his fault, but it's, you know, the security. uh, Come on, you got to keep it moving. Um, So, the other person that I was going to say is uh, the New Day. I When I went to meet them in Orlando for WrestleMania 33, I showed them the menu, and they were all, and we kind of talked about it, and it was an awesome moment as well. So I would definitely put like New Day on top of my list there as well. Okay. So these would be some of like the wrestlers I, I, I enjoy meeting.
2: Gotcha. Mark? And this is actually a really tough one, because, I mean, Hector knows, Raymond knows a little bit. Hector knows, like, I've been... All around the US for wrestling for rumbles and manias and plenty of meet and greets and opportunities and all that kind of stuff over the years. Where I've met, my God, it's been tons of wrestlers over the years, so it's very tough to narrow down. Um from the from I'll go I'll separate it by category. I'll go by legends like old timers and in present day. For legends, I'd have to go with, and this is not a bias, this is not, you know, because I always praise him whenever I can. It's Bret Hart. (laughs) Now, with Bret, I've met him on the street and I met him at signings. The same person, the same attitude, even when his line is hundreds of people deep, which for those that have been to a Bret Hart autograph signing, it's always a long line. There is no such thing as a short line for Bret Hart.
0: Yep.
2: He always has. It was always polite, but at the same token, if there's something interesting about the item, he always seems to comment, always like, like, "Oh man, where'd you get this?" Or whatever. Because I've had it a few times. Actually, my brother's. I, my brother probably is even a bigger Bret Hart fan than I am. Not probably. He is a bigger Bret Hart fan than I am. That shows the fandom. And no matter what, like, it is a unique, um, like a uh, the hitman, His hockey team in, in Canada was a hockey puck. He was like, "Oh my god, I haven't seen one of these in years." You know, where'd you find it? Like, "Oh yeah, on eBay." Oh man, I gotta keep a lookout myself. You know, random. Thomas always – he makes sure to take his time with every person because it does take a little bit to sign his name on items. For those that have got a number of heart signature, it takes a good probably 10 seconds or so to sign the full name, maybe even longer because he has every letter signature. It's beautiful. It looks amazing on <laughs> whatever item you're getting on. I, I'm very big on when I'm getting my item signed. I want to see a nice signature on it. I don't want to see mush. I don't want to see garbage on it. So some guys have the signings are or, or – on the street, appear- I'll call them on the street appearances. That 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 will group it, right. but that just like, smush like. So you don't want to get Seth Rollins.
0: You don't want to get a BH. That's it.
2: Exactly. That would that would annoy me on a nice piece, especially if you're kind a signing. Like you know, again, I'm just using Seth Rollins as an example. Seth's always been relatively decent. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to knock him. Mean, he's always been a decently nice person for the most part. I can't, you can't knock somebody, you know. Right. As you get you a celebrity, I'm not entitled to have to stop for everybody. I'm not that. Be another topic for another day, but his signature went from being something really nice from when he first was on on the WWE main roster to an SR squiggle, even at paid appearances, taking his time. It's an SR, you know, that kind of you know, that's why I put Brett at the top. And it's because Brett, no matter what, paid, free, whatever, whatever, it's always the same consistent signature, takes his time out with the fans. How can you not like somebody like that? Okay, uh, you- so, um, anyway.
0: You finish there because you, you, both of you guys have said something that's leading me towards another topic. So, I, just, Mark, I'm going to let you finish, and if we have time, we'll get into that topic. If not, I'll just write it down, and we'll talk about it another time. I'll,
2: I'll make the rest of my thing quick. Um, also, I just want to shout Hacksaw Jim Duggan, always nice as can be. From a oh! Yeah. I mean, that's somebody who just enjoys meeting fans, and we'll talk about anything. Just how you're doing. I just, like you said how you, with your son about the wrestlers asking how he's doing in school and stuff like that. Hacksaw, same thing. He knows that. Majority is a younger kids that don't even probably even know who he is, or probably only know him because of the fact his parents the parents show old clips or whatever. But that doesn't matter. He's still going to make time to be really respectful and like make sure if you're going to pay for an autograph or a photo or whatever. You're having you're getting your money right for current roster. Santos Escobar.
0: Oh, I never met him.
2: Yeah, so Santos. I met him for the first time last year at the end of uh, December, right after the uh, Madison Square Garden house show. He had gotten injured at the show. So when I saw him the next morning, I go up to him like, you know, hey, said, how's the how's the how's the leg? We got into, I kid you not, and again, some people, I said, oh, we had a 20-minute conversation. This is like a good five minutes of conversation about the match, asking me what I thought of the match, what could have been better. I'm like, me, what's the hell like yeah <laughs> what am i gonna yeah. tell you exactly <laughs> but it was just bizarre and i'm like i'm he was like just genuinely wanting to know what i thought and i was like i made a couple of comments like you know i did feel at one point there was a little bit too much flippy stuff again which i don't know if he, he probably considered me a mark but again my name is mark so it's fine <laughs> um but he was like you know i think you have because you know he did have one little extra move and he, that's how he hurt his leg and he's like you know what? i have to be a little safer you're right about that. and i'm like man he just told me i was okay this is great i mean he was cool looking to be and he signed my my card no problem took a picture I was like oh i hope you have a great night and then the, i saw him again at the royal rumble in january the following month he remembered me awesome and he's like i was i was like trying to like run down because i was like i had dropped my like one of my um things out of my bag and he's like take it easy take it easy if you're going to be in the rumble match you know you can't be running like that i'm like <laughs> there's no way I can last the way last <laughs> And it's like just go so down the earth, and it's like, man, this is a guy who actually really likes his fans and wants to communicate, and like that's down the earth. Like just because you're famous doesn't mean you can't. Like it's damn, it's like regular person. Right. So I always was like, wow, Dando's pretty pretty cool guy. Nice.
0: So with, with, with those wrestlers being said, there are so many other nice wrestlers. It's not to say, oh, it's just these guys. Um, also Kenny Omega, absolutely. Just because what you said about um Bret Hart. It brought up um Kenny Omega and um Brian Danielson. Nice guys no matter where you meet them at. They they don't care where they're at, they stop, they talk to you, they have a conversation with you, and just great all around. But let's um I wasn't going to go this direction, but you you both said something interesting. Um uh, Raymond, you talked about basically me, Undertaker and everything about meeting and greets and being rushed. Yes. Same same thing with mm-hmm. um same thing with um, you, Mark. You talked about meeting wrestlers, and some of them are the same no matter where you meet them. at. Some of them are not. Um, those meet and greets, if you if you get a chance to go to them, it's great. Sometimes that's the only opportunity you have to meet somebody, but they're not cheap. For a uh your let's say Undertaker, it could go anywhere from two hundred to two fifty for just one autograph. You want a picture, you add an extra two hundred dollars now. So a a once-in-a-lifetime thing, you're talking about maybe $500 to get one autograph and one photo with the Undertaker. There's other signings that are crazy. I've I've spent tons of money, money that I would not like to announce right now how much I spend, but I can't can't say I've spent at least $500 for a Triple H autograph. I have traveled to Chicago. One day spent more, more time on the the plane and the airport to meet CM Punk and come back the same day. I have drove to Kentucky and drove straight back. No hotel, no nothing to meet Brock Lesnar. I've spent I've spent money and some of my best experiences with wrestlers are not spending money. Meeting them outside in the street. I'm, I'll say at, at airports or a hotel. So those are my best experiences. Like I said, sometimes you'll get a little script scrabble and that you, you'll have a nice conversation with them and sometimes they will remember you so spending all the money so like i said sometimes that's the only way you can meet the rest of them or celebrity or whatever and that that that's great like i said i spending a, a lot of money so i feel like i could, i i can say and do whatever i want with my money and my life i, I i'll spend the, the hundreds of dollars and then, but if i could get a free autograph i'm going to go for the free autograph and hopefully a great experience and and mostly it's a great experience I have tons of great tons of conversations. I'm not saying I'm no friends with, with um, Bray Wyatt, but there's a couple of times I when he was on the, the regular schedule and fighting every Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. There was times that I would see Bray Wyatt and he would like, I know you and stop and talk to me and we'll take a picture and all that. Now he he doesn't know. he's on some other stuff right now, but um yeah, but the only reason I can say oh my god he he knows me or whatever it's because of outside appearances not at meet and greets because you have that line of maybe five hundred people even more and you're being rushed and like uh, Raymond we met the Undertaker at WrestleMania thirty seven Dallas
1: we yes
0: yeah so yes, yeah the was- we same for for that for that meet and greet for access for WrestleMania. And yeah, that was 200 and change, and it was, it, that line was rushed. And it's because the line was long, they, so they wanted to make sure everyone got to see him. And it was just rush, rush, rush. But you're like, damn, I just paid $200, $500. Why give me at least two seconds to say hi, whatever. And it's just like, no, no, take your picture, stand here, boom, go. And that, that moment is gone. Thank God you have a good picture. taken with him, because if not, it is gone. And if you lose your memory, you're screwed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think the 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 world of wrestling and autographs. Because I honestly speaking, my first time meeting Undertaker ever, which I think is also one of the weirdest places to meet Undertaker, was in Queens in a tire shop. So this was like (laughs) 1994, and I never seen the ad in the newspaper and says, "Hey, come to Pace Tires and get a picture and get an autograph from Undertaker." At the time frame, I remember I was begging my mom and my uncle to take me. And Anyway, long story short, they were like, that mentality that we uh, were kind of talking about earlier, eh, is wrestling. Eh, it's not going to be a long line. Of course, we get there. It's a long line. Um, So luckily I was able to get in, take my picture, and get my autograph, uh, and it was a really good experience. And I guess my brain just went, poop, forgot where I was going with this. But uh, the... At least back in the day, it was free. That's where I was going. It was free. Um, There was opportunities to see them for free. Now, it's like a money grab where it's like you just said earlier. You want to see Undertaker, the $200. You want a picture of him? Another $200. Wait, you want that belt sign? That's $500. You want that rookie card sign? Here's another $500. And before you know it, you got like three things signed. You're spending over $1,000. So it's like ridiculous. not
0: not Not everyone could afford that. You have diehard wrestling fans. But they can't pocket that money and also spend $150 for a wrestling event. And $150 is saying that you're sitting somewhere midsection and upper section. Because prices keep going up on that too. Um, I'm sorry to cut everybody off, but it's just saying um, Access used to be great. You paid $30, $35, you got to meet a handful of wrestlers. At at least maybe 10. And if you want to meet the top stars, like uh, Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart at that time, you had to pay extra for them. Now, you don't get that opportunity. You only have to pay extra to meet the top stars. There's no regular talent at access that you could just oh, stand in their line and get autographs. So, they make it very hard for fans to meet wrestlers. So,
2: that being said, yeah. Am I going next? I thought, Ray, I thought Raymond was still going.
0: I don't know. Well, You know what, guys? Let's take um two-second break, and we'll come right back to... Last thoughts from Raymond, and then Mark would speak. Give me one second. All right, guys, we're back here. Uh, Raymond, the floor is yours.
1: Yeah, so just to kind of finish the thought process, I just – I'm a little upset that, you know, yes, Rusty has gotten, like, really big and collecting items and autographs is pretty big. Uh, I just feel like they they should have more opportunity. Like in L.A., uh, they did this process where – if, for example, Ray Mysterio was doing an autograph sighting where it was being paid for and he was at the Walmart, you were just getting a picture. No autographs because they were, again, wanting you to go over there and pay. So they need to provide a little bit more opportunity because, like you said, there's a lot of people that cannot afford it or you know doesn't want to pay for it. And they should have opportunities as well. So with that said, I'll leave it there and move forward. Got
2: it. Mark? Oh, man. I could go like hours, but I'm gonna cut this a little bit. I don't wanna to go too nuts here. Um a lot of things to discuss. I mean, nowadays the unfortunate reality is everything's a money grab. It's not just about wrestling, it's about all sports. Um companies like Fanatics, um, Fitterman, you know, I, I bring uh the Undertaker up from Raymond's experiences. Um you go to an Undertaker appearance with Fitterman or any Fitterman. Signing now again, Fitterman does a good job bringing people in. Not gonna knock him on that. He can get some big names, especially for WWE, but they're never properly run. Right. When you get up there, you have maybe three seconds to say your your piece with with the person, maybe like a high, whatever, and you're gone. You know, it's not you're paying all this kind of money. Like you get told to like, get in the bank for your buck. Okay, you get your picture, you get your autograph, but you spend five hundred bucks for a couple of seconds, like wouldn't you rather spend that $500 on taking your girl out for a nice mini vacation or a nice <laughs> dinner or, cause you know, you're getting something afterwards. <laughs> I think that's money well spent. Right. Um, but everything's turned into such a big money grab, you know, and listen, I, I, to this day, I feel like when you're paying for an autograph, especially like a higher end autograph, you should be getting a free picture with the person anyway. That's always been a thought of mine paying separate for $200 for a photo op. Right. with your own camera now it's one thing if you were paying for a professional op okay you know it's not your own device they have to hire a hire photographer that's a different situation but I'm taking a picture of my own camera my, my own phone and all the vendor doing is hey is pressing a button on a phone and the person that's in the picture with you is just standing there and smiling for a third of a second I shouldn't be having to pay that kind of money for that yeah, you can' you know, a photo op you can resell a signature. You can resell an autograph. But anyway, that's one piece of this. The other thing is, comes to the prices of autographs, which I've noticed that there's tiers. Like, oh, if you got them on a Funko, it's extra money. You got them on a rookie card, money. Like, I I get you're trying to make your money as the vendor. You know, I get you're trying to make, like, you know, the talent. Obviously, it costs money to bring the talent in, you know, flight, hotel. I mean, this is for the indie stuff. I'll get to the WWE stuff next because Hector brought a great point up about access. But, you know, there's charging and then there's gouging. And the one thing I always tell people, like friends, random people I don't even know that have conversations with me, because a lot of people know what I do in terms of getting autographs and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's no secret. I, I've been around the block many times. <laughs> um, it's only going to stop until people stop paying. Especially with the comic Cons, and It's not just wrestling. This is all things. You see, you know, uh, Sylvester Stallone charging $1,000. The only way he's not charging a thousand dollars is people aren't going to pay. It. As long as you pay, sell those tickets and people are going to pay, they're going to keep raising the prices. So somebody's only going to charge what they're willing to pay, or somebody else willing to pay. And if people are going to keep spending this money on extra money to sign their Funko, sign their figure, sign their belts, not buying deodorant. <laughs> all back to that. There. Um, you know, of course they're going to charge, and I can't blame the vendors. It's not yeah because you know what? That's also why another piece is why there's a lot of let's call them secondhand autographs on the market. Like you see on eBay and other things because these because people like these lower income families, middle, even middle income families and stuff that have to pay rent that have to pay for kids to, you know, in school, whether it's college, school books, clothes, all this kind of stuff. They don't have 200, $300, especially with the, with the fitterman with the of stars. Like Raymond brought up the Walmart appearance, only a photo op with, with the uh, Mysterio. Was it right, Raymond?
1: Yes. yes. Yes.
2: Correct. Like that, like, you know, Kid wants an autograph. He's going to have to pay what $100 from Fitterman the family doesn't have that kind of money. So they'll go on eBay and look for a signed picture for 20 30 40 bucks from a source that they know it's good It's somebody went to an airport or a hotel, you know, again, I'm bringing out, oh my God, everybody's going to go nuts. Oh my God, they got him in an airport or a hotel. Oh my yeah. God. Oh no. Listen, it's reality. You know, this has been going on for years, even before social media, the 80s, the 70s, like people went to airports. People went to hotels, you know, and it's to help out those that don't have access. I and mean, somebody in Wyoming, you think WWE is doing an appearance in Wyoming anytime soon <laughs> for signing? No. Are they going to Alaska? Are they going to Nebraska? Are they going to, you know, Middle of Nowhere, South Dakota? No. You know, and the thing is, and for the, even when you go into the areas, New York City, whatever, the price gouging is so high. Again, people are gonna spend, you can't blame. Them. That's why it is like it's tit for tat. Like, yeah, certain things I'm agreeing with, certain things I'm not, but I'm, right. I'm playing both sides here. You know, there's there's no also no such thing as entitlement. No one has to sign anything for free. No exactly. one has to stop for anyone for free. Exactly. If you're a celebrity, is it expected? I guess, but there's no there's no gun to your head, there's no whatever. It's like it all depends on the person. Like I remember there was a tweet from Matt Hardy years ago. You know, him and Jeff were at the baggage claim signing for the for the fans, comes with the gig. You know, some guys just get it. Right. Some guys just and that's the way it is, and don't care about like they'll get paid for their signings or bells. People are still going to pay anyway. Um, I've got, I've gone so off on a tangent. There was something else I was going to bring up, and <laughs> I just totally lost. Yeah,
0: you, you, you said You um, so many that I, I'm like I have like a whole bunch whole bunch of stuff to say now and topics <laughs> to go with. That, but like what well, you said, like the last Cody Road signing, I think it was. Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna estimate the price. It was 140 for an autograph. And i think take another 100 for a photo. And I was like, I, don't, I, I didn't need nothing signed. I was like, oh, I would like a photo. But I, I couldn't pull the trigger for a $100 autograph. I mean, a $100 photo.
2: Like, I'm, you just made me remember where I was going with, with that. That's a great point. Yeah. The point.
0: But I want to give a quick shout out there to places like the Wrestling Universe, which is located in Queens, New York. They do um, meet and greets, and they do combos. So you're not paying an arm and a leg. For an autograph and paint an arm and a leg for a photo. You get them both together, which is more reasonable than than other big name companies saying, no, here's two hundred dollars for an autograph, and if you want the photo, give me another two hundred dollars. Like, come on, like it's crazy. Well,
2: wrestling universe, Jack's a good dude. I mean he's a couple people also work with him that are great people. I mean they're always very reasonable. That's why I always, when it's somebody I could use to sign something, I would rather go there, right? You know, because they, they get it, they understand. Like, of course, they're going to make their money on the appearance fee and all that. So that's just that you know, it's business. But they're also not trying to suck everybody dry. Exactly. You know, it's reasonable, and that's why they get their business. So I think they get so many signings there.
0: And 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 then back to what you're saying, like the the, the, the um, we're really going over this episode. But um, the the back, um name calling, whatever. If you meet a wrestler at an airport or whatever. Some people that's the only way they can. Some people do it for fun. Whatever the reason you do it. I know people who do this for a living. They meet celebrities and get autographs and that's how they make a living, pay their bill. Some might say get a real job, whatever. You don't know the don't reason. Do you don't know the I know you don't know the reason why this person is doing this, whatever. That's what that's their life, that's their choice, whatever. So be it. But let's talk about a video of I think right the past one was, I think it was Alexa She's signing, like, I think, I'm going to estimate again, 15 Funko Pops, the same Funko Pop, and she's signing 15 of them. And then people are like, I can't believe this. This is so disgusting. Remember, she only had to sign one. When the guy or female goes, and another one, and another one, and another one, that's her choice to sign all 15 of them. She could have said, I'm only signing one. Sign one, walk away. And I'm not saying that's what they all should do, but that would definitely stop people... Showing up in public places with 100 items. And then when you don't sign my 100 items, I'm going to have an attitude and post it and blah, blah, All you have to say is, I don't want to sign today. And that's it. You have the right to do that. Or to sign one item. But if you're going to sh- sign 20 of them, and then people are going to complain about it. Remember, it- it's 50-50. It's
2: a two-way street. And that's yeah. a great point about bring up that, you know, as long as, like, my thing is, you got to be polite. First of all, you got to know the situation. Like I've seen people harass like wrestlers and stuff like at in the, like the bathroom and like restaurants. <laughs> like, obviously, like, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Like, I don't give a shit who you are. Listen, people need the, the right to privacy. Like obviously the airport, you know, is was always a questionable thing. Oh, can you like this? And again, it's part of the, it's part of the gig when it comes to, you know, being a, a public figure, you're going to get spotted. But I agree with you, you know, the whole thing, like, I'm sure you've seen also the Ray Mysterio video. The guy has a bunch of the same pop and like that. It's it's, it's overboard, like in terms of the presentation, like that's, that's it's a bit ridiculous. Um, You know, again, it's up to the celebrity, up to the person, what they want to sign, hell, they could say, no, again, they're right. There's We're not obligated to get a signature. So, you know, that's why I think also that the judgment of people from a, like oh my god it's poor this one poor that one you you weren't there you weren't in the situation You're just going by what you see on a video only the, the people in that video know what happened there right
0: um i'm i'm i think i'm done with this topic but um Raymond, you've been quiet uh, i know you have a couple of experiences if not but um we were going to talk about um bad meet and greets i guess we could save that for definitely for an, another episode i don't i want to lose anybody that we haven't lost yeah, yet
2: another topic. <laughs> i mean that's also a questionable topic I, again everybody's got rights to bad days and stuff so yeah i mean like, i,
0: I, I mean since know. we're talking about it right now it sounds silly to leave it like that but it, it goes back to spending money you spend money in good hard-earned money to meet a celebrity that they advertise and you go there and it's I'm not saying that they have to jump over backwards. And I know they're tired from their flights and everything. And this goes for all celebrities. But we're mainly talking about wrestling. Uh, extra attention. Something on a high. Uh, how you doing. Not just sign, next, sign, next. Sometimes you don't even get eye contact. Those are bad experiences. And it's just a waste of money. And it goes back to everything what everybody's briefly said. Being rushed. Having a scribble. That you have to... You have to hope that that autograph is on a picture because if you got the autograph signed on a, a white paper that just has a WE sign, two weeks later, a month later, you're going not to remember who signed that, especially if you collect autographs because it's just a scribble and it's just like, who signed that? I don't remember. So, I don't know, Raymond. Let's you want to let's end this episode with you.
1: Oh, geez, thanks. All right, so I mean. I've been there, like, you know, I'm going to just mention this experience. is non-wrestling related, but um, I used to go to the talk shows in New York City when I lived up there. And I remember just seeing, like, waiting for Britney Spears. And I remember I'm gonna tell you she right, came I'm a, out. I,
0: I'm going to tell you right now, you're not allowed to talk bad about Britney Spears.
1: Oh, I, I, no. I won't talk bad. I promise okay. you, I won't talk bad about her. She Her car her limo pulls up to the Dave Letterman show. As she comes out. It was three of us there, and she's starting to walk to us. Around the corner comes running like a maniac. Some fans yelling, Brittany! Hey! And I remember... That was me. She was coming to us. Oh. That was <laughs> no, me. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was another fan. But I remember they just kind of you know put it right into the, the studio. And then I was like, you know, I, I can't get a little bit why the wrestlers sometimes or these celebrities in general can get a little iffy with the fans being approached at different locations because it's, you know, one... Maybe not, quote, safe for them. But I also think that the wrestlers and whoever, they, when they, especially at a, a paid event, should be paid, you know, they should pay attention to you just a little bit. And I don't like it when people pay for their money and you're, you're like, you want to say hi, but sometimes you're starstruck and you can't even get the words hi out because hi, and then, okay. Yeah. If, next.
0: if, if you pay for one and, and you get a bad experience, why would you want to pay ever again? And, and I'm, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but there's so many great stories of meeting wrestlers and celebrities outside of meet and greets. That I don't, like I said, don't want to ruin it, but it just gives you a better experience than actually paying for something and being rushed. So maybe there's a way to work that out better, lower the price, more time. Or you know what? Cut cut the number of tickets you're selling. Don't go greedy and sell a 1,000 tickets for a hour and a half event.
2: There's you no, know what the old saying is? Money is the root of all evil.
0: Well, I, I've seen a lot of evil at the last big event. I'm sorry to shout out a, a name or something, but it's just there's no consideration. But I see some improvements coming from different companies. I just hope. Yeah, the cool
2: big event. Big event next year, next show looks like they're gonna put everything back on track. So yeah, it looks like the mistakes. It's gonna be at a,
0: at, a, at a arena. So yeah, and, but it's gonna be in the in the in the, in the winter. So hopefully we could all that show up. Get put straight in and I wait outside in the cold. But yeah, that's a whole different story. And we'll talk about healthcare and <laughs> <laughs> a different podcast. But um, yeah, I'm gonna end that end the podcast episode here. It's this has been really fun. It's a little different, but yeah. Any shout outs?
1: Today I'm gonna just shout out the same as I always do give kids the world uh they do benefit children uh with uh, uh i'm sorry i apologize i can't get my words out but they have critical illnesses and the give kids the world I and mean, their families and provides them a week long vacation in orlando for free uh something that you should definitely check out on the facebook and also check out give uh, sorry hearts of reality where they do at the end of the year where you have different reality celebrities and WWE and now AEW of them, uh,
2: attend. You can get autographs there. Uh, pretty good price as well.
0: Okay. Mark.
2: Yeah. You know, this time I actually did my homework in terms of doing a <laughs> shout out for me. Um, since we mentioned wrestling universe before, um, the wrestling universe, a lot of signings, good people there on um, the address. one ninety nine seven 34th Avenue in uh, flushing New York. One, one, three, five, eight. That's their new location. They used to be on Prince Boulevard, but they uh, changed locations around the corner. So it's not like you're going that far. But they always have a lot of signings, reasonably priced. They usually have signings almost every weekend, and they're good people. Give them, you know, support a local uh, small business.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, how about um, your bowling is over?
2: Oh, we're still we're still bowling. We got the playoff match uh, coming up soon. So
0: you you, um, you want to announce where that's at? Maybe some you get some new supporters.
2: Well, we don't. It's going to be in Connecticut. We just don't know the exact date yet. Okay. It's like July, July 9th. Um, and so we just, it's in Connecticut. We just don't know what we're doing the morning shift, the afternoon shift. I don't even know the name of the bowling alley yet.
0: Okay. Cool. Well, you, you sold my shout out. So, yeah, Wrestling Universe, located sure. in Queens. You got that from Mark. Uh, let's give it another shout out to Mania Club. They're doing great things over there. And if you have any questions or you want to add anything to any information or access anything, you can send it to. Hack this Wrestling World at Instagram. Besides that, everyone stay safe, and I'll see you around.